the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. Got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. I'm uh, kind of excited. I, I, I will be... I'll be so glad to get the election out of the way and just, just let's just get it off our plates. <laughs> I'm ready to move. <laughs> and, you know, as you've seen the last few days, market's been down uh, in over the past month or so. Um, it's been down a lot. And actually what's really funny is it's actually about the same price it was in January at the beginning of the year. Now think about that. So, January in the beginning of the year, the stock market's right around the same, well, not the stock market, the uh, S&P 500. A lot of companies still have not recovered nearly as much as the S&P has, but it's literally back to where it was at the beginning of the year. So think about this for a second. Think about if you had fallen asleep at the beginning of the year and you just now woke up and you looked at the stock market and it's the same place it was when you fell asleep (laughs) you just missed all the commotion (laughs) i think that is so cool so it's barely you would you wouldn't really notice too much and a lot has changed obviously in the entire world a lot of it's going to help us in the long run looking at that silver lining again this silver lining is is actually got a little tint of gold in it because this has really caused an enormous amount of acceleration in the development of technology and the deployment of technology. And we'll come back to that stuff a little bit later in today's show. But that's the bright side to what has gone on over the past few months. Now, you've got an election coming up. Very uncertain. You know, nobody knows who's going to win. Uh, they, uh, no matter what they say, you know, Everybody was shocked the last time. They were shocked the time before that. I'm always shocked. <laughs> but the, uh, the bottom line is you just don't know. And historically, if you look at the difference between who's holding the presidential office, it is, it is so close, it's not even worth bothering with, quite frankly, to figure that out. So what am I saying? I'm saying, like, I think it was uh, George Bush, it's the economy, stupid. <laughs> it's the economy. The economy is what di- dictates stock market prices and returns. And the economy is actually recovering quite nicely. Quite nicely. And I don't doubt 
that this has actually changed the way we do things forever. And there's going to be, uh, as a result of this whole thing, is growth. That's what's going to happen. And since the Fed has been supporting, you know, the Fed is not a, uh, a partisan um, public entity. They don't belong to a political party. They are actually, they're not allowed, I don't think, but I'll have to double check that. So anyway, they're, they're just interested in keeping the economy going and flowing. And one of the things that they're using right now is really low interest rates. They're keeping stuff cheap. So houses, you know, housing sales uh, are encouraged. People are going out and buying cars because you can get a loan for next to nothing. And that's a good thing to do. They're actually distributing money and participating with the treasury to distribute money to keep consumers consuming, which is exactly what a government should do for all the people that live in its country. They should be doing that. And you know, it's a really great thing is they are doing it. So that's, that's pretty awesome. And I, I know the market market hates uncertainty that that's no big deal. And they've always hated it. And I've got a, I have a solution for people who would like to put a little bit more certainty into their investing life, into their regular life. By the way, you know, when they say your money or your life, um, I think, uh, who is that? What's his name? Benny, old, old fashioned. Real, I, this guy was a really long time ago. Benny, I can't remember. Pardon me? No, it wasn't Benny Hill. Yeah, he was, uh, <laughs> he was English, but uh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, this guy was really popular back in the 50s. That's why I don't know, because I was born in the 60s. <laughs> um, Benny Youngman, I think it might have been. Anyway, uh, he got shot because some guy robbed him, and he, and he thought he said, your money or your wife. <laughs> that was a really bad joke. <laughs> Henny Youngman, I think, was the one that said that. But uh, anyway, in this case, it's not your money or your life or your wife. This is an improvement to all your money. <laughs> Interest rates probably not going up anytime real soon. And if you listen to what Powell said last time, what he's been saying is interest rates are probably not going up anytime real soon. What does real soon mean? Probably over the next 10 years, minimally. And I just had several people this week asking me, calling me up, say, hey, when do you think interest rates will go back up again? Um, okay, I, I'm just going to repeat it. Probably when I'm dead. I'm 57, and that's the length of time I think that they could stay this low. Ask people who live in Japan how long their interest rates have been low. Their interest rates are actually negative. They have to pay the banks to hang on to their money for them. Think about that for a second. Okay, So why are they going to stay low? Well, because we have a lot of debt. I mean, the, the government's issued a lot of debt, and the government gets to set its own interest rate. Well, let me ask you, if you owed a ton of money, actually a lot more money than you were even taking in. <laughs> if your annual uh, debt was higher than your an annual income by more than four or five fold, okay, and I think it's this one's around seven, six, six or seven. So, and you got to pick your own interest rate. Now tell me you're going to pick a really high interest rate because you're such a nice person. <laughs> well, you might. You'd be nice and really dumb. <laughs> Just kind of kidding. Not so much, actually. 
<laughs> but why would you raise your interest rate on yourself like that? Why would you do that? You know, I mean, I know there are a lot of dummies in this world. I, I don't think they're that dumb, <laughs> particularly, particularly a lot of the people in Washington. So they're not going to raise interest rates anytime soon. And that means for the foreseeable future. Those were Powell's exact words for the foreseeable future. Okay, I think he's only he's not that much older than I am. So for the foreseeable future, whatever that means, what that means is you're not about to see a five or six percent CD anytime soon. And it could be decades before you see that again. Why is that important? Well, because if you're looking at the past performance of a balanced fund, going back over the past 20, 30 years, the way that a lot of these popular, extremely popular publications keep talking about, they should shoot those guys. They don't have securities licenses because if they did, they'd already have lost them. You're not allowed to give that type of projection and they should know better. And I think they do know better. I think they're just publishing it to get readers and sell magazines the, uh, and sell ads. But the bottom line is the chances of that happening are pretty remote. Okay. So how do you keep, uh, and, and if you've got 40% of your money in short-term bonds like that, how are you going to make any money? And I had a guy that was, uh, I, I sent out, I actually have a newsletter that I edit. I don't actually write the whole thing, but I edit it. I sent one out a few weeks ago, and some guy gets all upset. I'll bet my 40-60 or 60-40 beats your 60-40, and I'll bet it doesn't. I was nice and said, I, I hope it does. I hope you do, because I don't wish ill will on anybody, but I doubt it. <laughs> I mean, I really doubt it. Anybody that looks at 40% of their portfolio in bonds, yay. That's unbelievable. With a, a 10-year treasury note paying less than 1%, CDs paying less than 1%, how are you going to make any money? And if you have bonds, by the way, and interest rates do start to go up, those bond prices are going to drop. So the return on bonds over the next 5 to 10 years is a really high likelihood that the return is actually, is actually going to be negative. Think about that for a second. The return is going to be negative on bonds and CDs. And I'm not, I'm not factoring in taxes and inflation. When you act, factor those two things in, you are way behind the, the eight ball. Way behind. So what do you do? Well, fortunately, a lot of forward-thinking insurance companies got together and saw what was going on and decided to create a new product, and they call it a fixed indexed annuity. It's not an indexed annuity. That word fixed is, is a big deal. It's a huge deal. Why? Well, because there's a minimum guaranteed return involved in this. Now, before I get into this stuff, uh, I want to point out that these things are long-term investments that you are looking for to hang on to, to provide an income for yourself one day. And by the way, why are you saving for retirement? Why are you putting your money in 401ks and IRAs to provide an income for yourself one day. <laughs> the reason I'm using that tone of voice is uh, it, it's amazing how people look at this and go, well, can I cash it in anytime I want? Well, not this one. Well, why? Well, because a, the returns on these are a lot higher than returns on CDs. So there's a cost to that. There's a, a lack of portability or lack of liquidity. Don't let that cause you to hang on to your 1% or less CD. I'm not saying that you should put all your money in. There's no way. 
There's no way you should be putting all your money in this. But here's the new 60-40. The new 60-40 is 25 to 30% of your, your money in a fixed indexed annuity. 10 to 15% in traditional fixed income. Those are short-term bonds. You don't want to be a hero here. Don't go trying to buy don't go trying to buy the funds that have the highest yields because they have the highest risk right now. The risk is incredibly high in those products. When you see a bond fund with an interest rate that's higher than 3%, there's real risk there. The risk is about the same as being in stocks, which is a lot. Okay? So don't get fooled by that. Anyway, so you got 25 to 30% in fixed a fixed index annuity, 10 to 15% in traditional fixed income. 60% in regular equity stocks, you know, stock funds. That's what I'm calling the new 60-40. And if I had a seminar coming up, which I can't because we can't meet. Um, actually, I guess we could meet all three of us <laughs> after we got the, done with the social distancing. The uh, We're just going to wait on that. But uh, you can always call me to get more information on this. You can set up a, a phone consultation. It's free. No cost for that. You can come in the office if you'd like to. But here's here's what I'm uh, talking about. I put 25 to 30% in a fixed index annuity. What is that? that? That's a product that's got a fixed, a guaranteed rate, and it's got an index component, meaning an investment component. If the investments do better than the fixed rate, you get the higher of the two, and you don't have to make a decision until after the fact. How is that? That's pretty cool. 10 to 15% traditional fixed income and then 60% equity. Now this is just one option on future shows. I'll go over the other options, which are to carry more money into um, basically stock type investments or equity investments, stocks or stock funds, exchange traded funds. But for today, the new 60, 40 put 25, 30% fixed index annuity, 10 to 15% in a traditional, traditional bond funds or bonds. 60% 60% equity. I'm going to have to take a commercial break here in a uh, minute or so. And when we come back, I'm going to show you why intellectually and psychologically this is a superior way to invest. Not necessarily highest returns, although I, I think you could have a really hard time beating this. But psychologically, it makes it significantly easier to handle the ups and downs of the stock market when you're using this strategy that I'm talking about. And I'm here to tell you that investing, it's 95% mental. The actual practice of investing, showing how to pick a stock or, or pick funds that pick stocks, that's not that hard. The hard part is actually doing it. And I think it's a lot like hitting a golf ball. You ever watch a PGA golf tournament? Looks easy. Looks like you're looking at what, what's so hard about that? Yep, go pick up a golf club, club and start swinging it. <laughs> a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> that, that's the, uh, that, you know how many things in life are actually like that? I was just thinking about that the other day. The uh, tons of things that are like that. But now that I hear the music, I'm going to have to take a break before they cut me out. Listen to Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned. I've given up on giving up slowly. Blending in so you won't even know me Apart from this whole world that shares my fate 
This one last bullet you mentioned is my one last shot at redemption. Cause I know to live, you must give your life away. Cause I've been housing all this doubt and insecurity. And we're back. Hey, you're listening to Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. You can also find this uh, show as a podcast on 955thefish.com. You can also go to my website, bullingtoncapital.com, or you can go to iHeartRadio or iTunes. I'm everywhere. <laughs> Actually, that's really easy to do today. Yeah, it's not that hard. It's not such a big trick anymore. <laughs> so... Anyway, but it is available all the all the way around. If you wanted to uh, go back and re-listen to it, try to catch on to something that I was talking about, um, or you could just give me a call. Um, you know, my send me a message. Go to my website and send me a message. I'll try to get back to you as quickly as I possibly can. And we were just talking about the the new sixty forty, and it's it's my new sixty forty for all you listeners out there. I'm recommending for a lot of people that not everybody. But a lot of people, they should look at, if you're a 60-40, that refers to the allocation between stocks and bonds in most cases. It's probably the most popular allocation amongst the investing public, 60% stock, 40% bonds. Um, old bonds used to be a really good investment for a big portion of your money because you could get 5 6 7%. I remember when I was about 18 years old, a uh, money market account was paying 18%. Can you imagine that? 18% in a savings account. What was the equivalent of a savings account? 18%. <laughs> you know, your money doubled every three and a half years at that rate. Three and a half years. <laughs> that is nuts. That ain't ever coming back. The, uh, well, not probably not in my lifetime. It might come back sooner or later. And uh, anyway, so right now you've got interest rates that are less than 1%. Woohoo! That's why I'm talking about this, because I think there's there needs to be a new 60-40. The new 60-40 is you take 25 to 30%, invest in something that's relatively new. It's called a fixed index annuity. You take 10 to 15%, put it in your traditional bond funds. I would use relatively short-term bond funds. As longer-term bond funds, if interest rates ever do go up, they're going to get smacked. You'll end up losing a lot of principal there. And then taking 60%, putting it in the equity side. Now, check out how this works. This is really, I think this is kind of cool. So you've got 60% of your money in regular stocks. We'll go through which sectors later on, in today's show. But you've got 60% in stock funds. You've got 10%, let's take that allocation right now, 10% into traditional fixed income. Why? Because that together equals 70%. That means you got 30% in the fixed indexed product and you've got 70% in, your, in the rest of the portfolio consisting 10% of fixed income and 60%. So the total comes back to a 60-40. Isn't that cool? But here's what's even better about this, that account that has the stocks and the small amount of bonds in it, the 60 plus 10, is now 
86% invested in stock. Why? Because 60 is 86% of 70%. You got 30% in that fixed product. The 70% you're breaking down, you kept the 60% that you had before. That makes up 86% of the 70%. Why is that important? Well, because when the market's doing really well, that's going to make you feel really good. (laughs) You're going to look at that account and go, wow, I am so glad I have that. Because only 10% 10 of your total, which is 14% of the money you left in the brokerage account, is invested in bonds. When the stock market's running, you're going to be feeling really good about yourself. Now, when you're feeling really bad, when the market's down quite a bit, you can go look at that fixed side, look at those guarantees and go, ah, (laughs) I'm not broke. (laughs) I'm still safe. And incidentally, this is just for traditional investors, somebody in their uh, 50s or 60s, 70s, 80s, that's that's looking to generate returns that are still going to be able to uh, be somewhere in the 5 to 6% overall range or higher. That, that was a lot easier to do, by the way, 10 years ago or 15 years ago. It's a lot harder to do today with 1% interest rates. So that's actually a major trick with 1% interest rates. Can you imagine... 1% interest rates, you got 40% of your money invested at 1, 1.5%. And if you're getting more than that, it's because you're taking risk. And the risk you're taking is at least equivalent of the stock market risk. So we can have that debate when you call me on the phone. And I'm going to make you feel bad. <laughs> if you're upset because of what you just heard, like that guy that wrote said, I bet my 60-40, I bet it doesn't, first of all. Secondly, I hope it does. I really do because... I I like to think I'm a nice guy. I don't like to see people hurt unnecessarily. You've got to understand this. This is, this is kind of a big deal. Okay. The traditional 60, 40, I think, I think it's dead. I think 40% of your money invested at one, by the way, that's before a management fee. That's before taxes or inflation. So the actual, if you want to use the economic term, which is called the real return adjusted for inflation just inflation, the return is actually going to be negative. Your money is going to be worth less a year from now than it is after you let it collect the interest that you're going to get. It's going to purchase less because inflation went up faster than your money grew by. Secondly, after taxing inflation, you got no hope. There's no hope. So the only reason to have bonds is because you don't want to see your entire portfolio or traditional bonds, I should say. The only reason to have traditional bonds is because you don't want to see your whole portfolio go down 50 or 60% the way the S&P 500 did in March of 2000 through 2003. That was a three-year correction over 50% or from November of 2007 to March of 2009. It was down over 50% twice. In fact, it had a 12-year period where it was negative. So if you're looking at stocks as the solution to the dilemma of you investing and you're past the age of 50, you better think again. If that were to happen to you, that's going to postpone your re- your retirement by 10 or 15 years. Now, I'm not talking about 10 or 15 years from the age you are at 50. I'm talking about 10 or 15 years from the age you probably thought you were going to retire in your mid-60s. So that's our big risk. You can avoid that. You can avoid that happening to you, at least for now, because there's a these products that have come out. And again, if these products had not come along, 
when they did, I wouldn't be talking about them. Secondly, uh, if interest rates were higher or expected to go higher, I wouldn't be talking about it. This is a, a very good solution. I, I feel it's a very good solution anyway for today's environment. A lot of stuff. Oh, actually, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I want to point you to a website if you'd like to go see and play around with it. Um, by the way, this is just, I, you know, I've been talking about Nationwide. And I like Nationwide. Nationwide's got some of the highest ratings. There's a coalition. They're not the only person that does fixed indexed annuities. Uh, they're the ones I like the best. Why? Because basically credit ratings. That, that's why I like it so good. And they give us some tools that you can play around with online. They're easy. Uh, they're free. And just hit me up on my website. Ask me for the link. I'll send it to you. And you can go there and you can. they have a guaranteed income tool. You can put in the income you'd like to have and it'll tell you how much money you need to generate that. Or you can put in the uh, amount of money that you have and your age, and when you like to start taking income, it'll tell you how much income that you could expect to receive. Okay. So, but it's it's not a bond. A lot of people get, keep confusing it. I know why they confuse it, by the way. Um, they're hoping, <laughs> beyond hope, that it's going to work like a traditional bond. A bond, let's say you had a bond that paid 6%. Okay, that's $60 on $1,000 a year. It's $60,000 on a $1 million dollars. Big bucks. On a hundred thousand, it's six thousand. Now you compare that today where you might get six or seven hundred versus six thousand, you can see why people are hoping that the six percent interest rate is coming back. And I'm telling you that there's not a good chance of that. But the distribution rates on a fixed indexed annuity or even a fixed annuity, the distribution rates, those are the rates that they pay out. Depending on your age, it might be more or less than that. I think the, the lowest it goes to is 4.5%. So if somebody was really young, when I say really young, that means like 10 or 15 years younger than me, <laughs> which is in your uh, mid-40s. <laughs> so if you're really young, your, your rate's going to be lower because they're going to have to pay it over a much longer time period. The older you get, the higher the rate gets. So uh, if you want to hit me up, I will send you the link to that website. You can get on there and play around with it and see what kind of income you might be able to generate in your retiring retirement years. And that's really what this is for. Um, you know, all products are not this are not the right products for everybody. There's no one size fits all, at least that I know of, uh, in the financial services industry. It's, it's never actually been that way. If you're a young person, uh, let's say you're under the age of 40 and you just want to really, accumulate some assets, you're maxing out on your 401k plan at work, you're uh, taking IRAs, Roth IRAs. If you're making too much money, you can't deduct those, by the way, or can't even participate in them, uh, which has been really a killer for a lot of people like myself the, uh, over the years. But you know, that being said, if you're maxing out on all that stuff, but you'd still like to have be putting more money away, you can do this thing. It's called an investment-only annuity. So if you're young... You can do an investment only annuity. That means it's going. You're going to invest in this thing. The, the the one I like has about 350 funds from all the major companies. Which, by the way, as an individual investor, you cannot get access to because these are institutional funds. You have to have a minimum of a million bucks per fund to invest in it. It's got lowest expense ratios of of any of the products like that in the market so far. Nobody's decided. Nobody's come in and beat them. They're administration expense is 20 bucks a month that, you know, compare that to the average of 1.25%. 
And you can see why it's a very popular tool. Could help you generate or grow your assets significantly. Over 300 funds in there, Vanguard, Fidelity, T. Rowe, you name it. Okay, That's in a, called an investment-only annuity. It's really like tax-deferred mutual It's like mutual funds. That's almost like a, a non-deductible IRA with no limits. You can put as much money in there as you want. And if you have more money than the insurance company is willing to accept, we'll use more insurance companies. You've got that kind of cash. So what, what are the benefits of that thing? Well, you can manage it. And when you manage it, when you rebalance the portfolio, which you should be doing, okay, rebalancing means when stocks are going down and the bonds, uh, stocks and bonds are going down, you're going to sell some of the bond money, add to the stocks. When they're going way up, you're going to take some money out, move it over to the bonds, to the safe side. You're going to keep doing that for the rest of your life. At some point in time, that should pay off big time. You get to, you get to do all that stuff and we typically do it for you. Uh, and you don't have to pay taxes until you start taking the money out. How cool is that? By the way, it doesn't have a limit. You can put as much as you can scrape together into these things. You can keep contributing to them. And there's no limit and there's no time period where you have to start taking the money out. That's really sweet. How about if you're a 72-year-old and you're going to have to take out big required minimum distributions and you've got a bunch of mutual funds outside of a um, your 401ks or your, your you have a bunch of big taxable accounts, I should say. If you've got big taxable accounts and you're taking, you're forced to take money out of your required minimum distributions, you might be able to take some of your taxable money and shelter it from taxes, lowering your overall tax bracket. That's pretty good. That's really good. By the way, I'm not a licensed tax preparer, so please don't ask, send me questions on taxes. I do have a uh, uh, an, enrol- an enrolled agent on retainer. So when I do get questions for clients, I either put them in touch with him directly or I'll relay the questions depending on how complicated it gets. And uh, that's one of the benefits of, of working with a smaller firm. We're kind of flexible. Uh, I can work with people that I've worked with through the years. I know where all the questions will get answered. So whether you're struggling with social security or they're struggling with, you know, healthcare, uh, we've got a, a team of professionals that, that we work with. They're not members of Bullington Capital. They're just people that I've worked with for a long time and have good reputations and provide good service. So oftentimes you know, we'll put you in touch with those people, discuss your situation with them with your permission, let them know what we were thinking about, what you're thinking about, and uh, try to coordinate that all that activity. So this is one of those areas where, you know, if you're a young person and you're capping out, you know, you'd like to put more money away for retirement, but you're restricted because you're already maximizing the 401k plan. This is another option. It's a good option. By the way, there are no sales charges in or out of that product. Okay, that's mind-boggling, and it's got super low expense ratios. We manage them for people. We do charge a fee for that, but you don't have to include it in your income, which they used to have to do that. You no longer have to do that. So you've got huge selection of funds there. No transactions cost to buy or sell. Funds you cannot get access to on your own. There's a tax deferral. As long as you wait until you're 59 and a half to start to take income from it, if you're going to take income from it, 
and you don't have to pay a penalty tax. If you take money out before you're 59 and a half, you're going to have to pay uh, taxes on the gain plus a 10% penalty tax. So again, you got to, this money has to be marked for retirement. And I know that seems like a bummer for some people. You mean I can't have 10% and tax free and guaranteed? No, you can't. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, I should, uh, (laughs) sometimes I let those guys get to me, (laughs) but, uh, anyway, and this is the next best thing though. I mean, it, it, it checks up, you know, I would love that if I could find a 10% tax free, no sales charge in or out guaranteed product. Wow. I'd be a billionaire. (laughs) I'd have Warren Buffett offering to shine my shoes for a tip. (laughs) Yeah. That's just, uh, I wish it were that way. Yeah. It's, it's just not, I remember when I first uh, got licensed, I think the, Guaranteed interest rates were down to about 10%. They had peaked at a lot higher than that. And by the time I got in, they were down about 10%. And I remember when they went to 8%, you would have thought, you know, people were, you would have thought people were going in and robbing people. They were calling the offices just beside themselves, screaming, I can't believe you're only giving me 8%. And I'm like, man, 8%, you would get mugged if you get that interest rate right now. <laughs> Somebody trying to take it from you. But the, uh, holy cow, when you think nothing, you know, I guess that's why they say never say never. And, uh, you know, I said that at a seminar once and somebody goes, yeah, and never say always. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> that does make a lot of sense. But never say never, never say always. However, you can say, not for a very long time. So when we're talking again about low interest rates, low interest rates are probably here for a very long time. How do you, what do you do? Well, you've got dividend paying stocks, by the way, and the dividend paying stock funds, they fluctuate a lot, like a lot, a lot. They're still stocks to try to buffer that. I've, I've been hearing, do you know anything about these buffered uh, ETFs? Yes, I do. I know a lot about them. And I know that you're going to give up a lot of upside and in the long run, it's not going to make a whole lot of money. You, you still have to take some risk there. They're not eliminating the risk. They're trying to cap the risk. And if you read the perspectives really careful on those products, they are only guaranteeing that, guaranteeing that downside um, on a portion of the assets. Or if it goes too much farther than that, you still get <laughs> socked. So I'm looking at that going buffered. You're going to pay an outrageous amount of money for guarantees that aren't that good. And by the way, here's, here's one of the biggest problems with those with hedging in general. When you hedge a portfolio, there's a cost. Okay. The cost of hedging is normally going to be higher than the average cost than the average rate of return over time. Did you hear what I just said? The average cost of hedging is higher than the average rate of return over time. So what have you gotten? You've gotten really sore. <laughs> you, you thought you were invested. You thought you were going to participate in the market, but then you realize the cost of hedging has reduced that return down to the point where you might as well have put that money in a 1% CD or, you know, or less. Well, wow. not all of them, but a huge percentage of them. When you start hearing about these uh, 
exchange-traded funds that are negatively leveraged, very complicated, also extremely expensive. And in the long run, you end up not making a whole lot of money unless you are absolutely perfect, and I mean perfect, in your execution. And you know who are the you know the who the perfect people are out there? I don't either. I've never met one. Let me tell you something. If you want to f- figure out really quick that you're not perfect, get married. <laughs> You'll figure out lickety split <laughs> how imperfect you really are. <laughs> And I'm just saying, and I'm goofing around because I think I only have about 30 seconds until I have to take a commercial break. But, um, you know, you're listening to Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. You can go to my website, BullingtonCapital.com, to reach me to have a a meeting on the phone or in person. I'm glad to try to get back to you as quickly as I possibly can. By the way, this show is is broadcast on, uh, um, oh, the Fish's website, 955thefish.com. It's also available on iHeartRadio as a podcast. It's also available on Apple iTunes. And if you go to my website, there's a link to listen to it, re-listen to it there. If you hear anything that you'd really like to hear again. Not really sure that I would do that, but (laughs) anyway, uh, hear the music. You got to go. This is Bill Bullington, 1420. I'll be back in a few minutes. In the dark and all alone. Growing comfortable Are you too scared to move and walk out of this tomb? Buried underneath the lies that you believed Safe and sound, stuck in the ground, too lost to be You're listening to Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. You can find this, a copy of this radio show on iTunes, uh, the Fish's website, 955thefish.com, or my website, bullingtoncapital.com. And incidentally, if you'd like to receive a newsletter that that I edit, um, I don't actually write the whole thing, but I do edit it, and I read the articles. And this week's newsletter is uh, I thought was really interesting. So I get all these suggestions and I get to pick the ones that I'm going to publish and I just put them out there. So one of the ones I, I like a lot is stocks typically climb. Oh wait, here's the, yeah, yeah. Stocks typically climb regardless of who's in the white house. Now this one was written by Paul Vigna on October 27th. And he talks a lot about uh, from 1929 all the way through 2019 and how much the S and P 500 uh, has gone up over that entire time period. So it, it's a nice piece. I, I think it puts a lot of um, clarity on who's in the White House and, and what kind of impact it is. The bottom line is the market does pretty well no matter who's in the White House. So take that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Once the, president, once the presidential election is over, no matter who wins, America and jobs will strongly rebound. And this comes from Forbes. In fact, there's a senior contributor there. His name is Jack Kelly. He wrote that article, and it was a nice article. I liked it a lot, 
And you know what? This guy's spot on. Their job, the job growth is going to be substantial. I mean, think about it. They have to, all this extra equipment now that the hospitals have to carry, all the people that they have. You know, you can go to a, and I looked this up, you can go to a, um, what do they call the, uh, a community college. You can go and take a respiratory therapist, uh, I don't know what they, they call the program, but anyway, get certified in respiratory therapy. And I forgot now what they call that position. Anyway, it's a two-year diploma, two-year degree. And when you get out, the starting pay is around 60, 50 to 60,000 bucks. That's huge for just a two-year. That, that's pretty good. So do you think the people that are going into that, and, and one of these days, I'm going to try to get somebody from uh, Tri-C up here. The, uh, I'm going to try to get one of their marketing people on the line so we can talk more about these types of programs. That's a big deal. That, that is not a lot of training to have to go through to get one of those jobs. And the demand is huge. And uh, plus you get to work with a bunch of cute nurses. I mean, I'm, forget I said that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Actually, no, I'm, I'm not kidding because I'm engaged to a nurse. So <laughs> I can get away with that. And she's really cute. <laughs> but uh, anyway, there's another article I just put on there that I thought was kind of, kind of funny. It was kind of... Um, just for the times, don't work on your party laptop or party on your work laptop. <laughs> yeah. How embarrassing. You're sitting there on your work laptop, uh, you know, you're in a conference and suddenly something that you had been searching for pops up on your screen. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty good advice. Anyway, that was part of my, uh, I put a, the newsletter out every two weeks. It's free. If you would like to get that, just go to my website, bullingtoncapital.com. There's a contact us page. Just say, hey, can you add me to your mailing list? In fact, just when you do that, you automatically get added to it. So you'll start to get those. And I think they're fun. Uh, There are a lot of articles on there. Sometimes I don't agree with some of them. I put them out there uh, anyway, just to tell the other side of the story. And uh, that was actually one of the things that... uh, I got some negative feedback on (laughs) when uh, somebody goes, ah, my bet my 60, 40 beats yours. And and the, the... uh, asset classes that they picked in that article, um, I would not invest a lot of money in. So, but I, I understand their logic and yeah, there's a chance. And I don't think their 60, 40 will be my 60, 40. Okay. So we're on the same page as far as that goes. But, uh, so I just thought I would let you know about that. You can sign up for that at bullingtoncapital.com. Again, there's no cost and I send it out every two weeks, typically. Let's see. I'm trying to go through some of the others. Oh, this is one of the other things I, I keep forgetting to talk about. So look out for the bull. It's the website for people who have lost their minds. I'm just kidding. The, uh, it's for people who like to participate in a more active uh, portion of their portfolios. Uh, if you've ever been a, a listener of this for any length of time, this is a particular style of investing. It's all explained on the Lookout for the Bull website. Uh, the training on there is super simple, and it reminds me so much of like, just life in general. You know, Life in general, you, you really don't have guarantees. People who are looking for guarantees in the stock market are doomed to being upset, and they're going to be upset forever as long as they keep participating in the stock market. It's one of the reasons that so many people want something like a fixed product. Just give me a guarantee. I get it. You know, I do. In fact, 
we've been talking for the last few months now about the fixed index annuities. It's different than the equity indexed annuities where I, I hated those things. I wouldn't touch those things with a 10 foot pole. Okay. This is different and it's a different time period. I remember when I, uh, when I first left the brokerage community to start my own independent firm, you could buy a real estate investment trust and the yield was over 10%. That was the dividend. High yield bonds were 10 and a half. That was just the interest. Okay. Those days are gone. <laughs> They're gone. And those are, by the way, high yield bonds are called junk bonds. Okay. Those are bonds that don't have AAA credit ratings. Actually, they're triple B. It depends on the fund. So you got to be careful with that. But when I'm looking at that back in those days, that was easy. Those were easy decisions. Today, not so much. In fact, that's what that one gentleman who said, I bet my 60-40 beats yours. That's what he was talking about. In that article, they were talking about real estate investment trusts, some other uh, bond alternatives. And I'm, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, I was just looking at the the... the crux of the material saying, look, 60-40 is not going to do what an old 60-40 has going forward because the fixed income is so low. It is so low. The only way that you can start to compete with that is you have to look at things like a fixed index product. You have to. That's the only other option. Yeah. High quality bonds aren't paying very much. Government bonds are paying even less. So if you want to get something that's got over 3%, let me tell you something, there's risk there. Does that mean that you're going to fail? No, it doesn't mean it. It just means you're taking more risk to get that type of income, and I don't think it's absolutely necessary. Now, what you could do to try to keep your returns closer to what the long-term averages have been in the past, you could just cut down on the amount of fixed income you have overall in your portfolio. You could go a 70-30, 70% stock, 30% fixed income, 80-20, 75-25. I think if you're going to get anywhere remotely close to what the old returns have been, that's what you're going to have to do. What, but the cost of that is higher fluctuation. Things are going to fluctuate a lot more than they have. Your portfolio is going to fluctuate a lot more than a traditional 60-40 portfolio would fluctuate. Why? Because you're cutting down on the 1% or less quote unquote safe bond portfolio, safe fixed income, which makes up 40% of the 60, 40. You're going to put that down to 30 or maybe 25, which means you've got more money in stocks. Stocks fluctuate a lot, like a lot. But I think if you're in your forties, no problem. I really don't see a problem with that. Why? Well, because the economy is still growing because the population is still growing. By the way, when the population, when you have a population growth of, right, I think ours is just slightly less than 1%. So uh, you're talking about 3 million new people every year, both by birth and some people just immigrating into the country. So the population growth, 3 million people a year. Do you know what people do? People eat. They wear clothes, hopefully. They drive cars. They live in housing. Do you know what that does to the demand for all those products? You got it. It goes up. You got to print money to make money available to handle the increase in population. So, and if you did it exactly right, we would hit, there wouldn't be any inflation, by the way, but you know, that's 
like saying I'm going to bat a thousand in the Major League Baseball. <laughs> it's it's really hard to do. Occasionally they get it super right. You know, I guess it's probably more like a, a hole in one in golf because of, uh, occasionally somebody hits a hole in one. Occasionally you will match up the exact right monetary policy with the exact economy that you're looking for, and everything goes wonderfully. Most of the time you have to make adjustments, like along the way. Mostly constantly. Okay. But that's the beautiful thing about this. We have the ability to adjust. We're adjusting. Things are I I know things are gonna pick up. I just know they are. We get past this election where you know people are afraid, they're uncertain. Underneath all this uncertainty, underneath all the loneliness, underneath all the uh people who are getting sick is a huge period of growth and the, the, the economy is still growing. Although uh, you couldn't see it by the current numbers. When this starts to heal, when the industries that have been injured start to heal, then the, the actual growth, real GDP growth is going to show up because the population is still growing. All those people have basic needs that have to be met. The fed has shown you that they are willing to accommodate. And so has the treasury. So we got the government and the Fed working together. And you know what? It's worked extremely well for over 200 years. What makes you think it won't work well in the future? I'll tell you what. It's just fear. That fear, it's unfounded. Is it going to be easy? No, it, it, it's never been easy. You look at stock markets back in the 80s, 90s, the, the 70s. You've had a very few periods where you had a four or five year period where it was great. And then it comes back to, to earth. But in the long run, financial markets really work in the United States. Now they hear the music. That means my show is over. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Bill Bullington here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Have a good week, good investing, and good luck. just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC.